Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. Today, we're talking about what we're watching. Fear the Walking Dead, Army of the Dead, Vampires vs. the Bronx, and Friends Reunion, and more. But before we dive in, I want to know how you're doing, Brooke. Oh, thank you for asking. It's been a very lovely day. Oh, this weather is just giving me goosebumps. I love it. It's so sunny (laughs) out. Gosh, it's warming up. It is here. Yes. We're in sunny California, and it has been sunny. So, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it, too. I love it. Getting outside in the yard, making it look nice, cleaning it all the time because the pollen can't go wrong. Yeah. Mm. How are you, Diana? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Brooke, for asking. Great. Yes, I've been enjoying the weather, too. We've been working on our backyard and, you know, the flowers are blooming. They're so beautiful. Flowers are so beautiful. So, you know, we're just having a good old time. I wanted to acknowledge our audience out there who tune in and take their time to listen to us. Um, So I just wanted to give a shout out to those people. Cool. Thanks, Diana. Yeah. So, Brooke, in watching uh, Fear the Walking Dead, this episode on Mother got me to thinking about our relationships and what we learn from our mothers or parental figures. And so I wanted to know if there was a quality from your mother or a parental figure that you've inherited. Oh, well, one of my mother figures in my life has really helped me discover the fact that I can do whatever I want and be whoever I am and share that with the world if I want to. And so being that I felt like that beautiful blossom flower in your backyard coming out into the world is something that I think that everyone should be proud to have a mother influence or a person figure in their life to help translate that. So, Oh my God, that's beautiful. Right? Thanks. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that you were inspired and you saw that and you're able to put that example in your life. And as you do that, your children will see it. So yes, that's amazing. Great. Yes, I, I definitely think that is a, uh, a good inheritance right there to be strong. <laughs> How about you, Diana? What quality from your mother or parental figure have you inherited? Wow, there are a lot of qualities that I wish I had gained from my mom. But what I have gained from my mother is, and I've noticed this so much, that I'm always trying to feed people, always feeding people. I love to make food, and I love to share food, and I love to feed people. And my mother was always feeding me, my siblings, uh, the grandchildren, uh, people that came over. It didn't matter who it was. It was... Uh, feeding people. I think it was her way of nurturing people. And I think that's the same way with me. It's uh, 
just a form of nurturing and and just kind of spreading the love, right? So I, I feel like that's what I've inherited from my mother. That's a great inheritance from a mother or Thank your you. mother, a mother, any mother, your mother uh, specifically, but yes. I love that, Diana. And I'm hungry. <laughs> what do you, you have in the kitchen, you? Diana? <laughs> oh, friends out there, you should see Diana's kitchen. I bet there's a lot of action going on in there. But for now, let us know what you think about this question of the day. What quality from your mother or parental figure have you inherited? You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our screens and focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram and subscribe to our website. The link is in our show notes. Oh boy. Mother. You know what? This episode. I almost went into song with you. I was ready for the second verse. I'm like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> right? Go ahead. Yes. That is the name. That is a title of this Fear the Walking Dead episode that we just watched. Season six, episode 14. Tell me your thoughts. This was like a pretty epic episode, I would say. Oh, man. I, of course, was happy to see Alicia because I wanted to see what was happening with her. Um, And we learned so much more about Teddy. Oh, man. He's crazy. And we get to see crazy up close. I think it's been really interesting to see all the villains we have experienced through the Walking Dead universe and to see their perspective. Clearly, he's a cult leader who truly sees humanity his way and is willing to die for it like Alpha is in The Walking Dead or was in The Walking Dead. I guess what shocks me the most is that he has followers that truly believe in him. And Teddy really likes Alicia a lot. And that is to her benefit because it keeps her alive. And what I liked was the driving force in this episode is that although Teddy wants Alicia to see the world his way, Alicia is driving her mother's vision forward that there are good people in the world and we fight for them and for hope. So that is what I, you know, stood out to me in this episode. What stood out to you in this episode, Brooke? Wow. Amazing um, insight. Thank you, Diana. Yes, hope for sure, for sure. And then this episode, I just felt like it was so great. You know, Alicia, she's been channeling her mother for so many episodes that we've seen. I was personally just thrilled to see her evolving into that person that she's been trying to discover. And I can understand her point of views and why she felt the way she did, especially when she found out that Cole and the rest of the group have turned into those people that they would fight. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable. I can't imagine becoming something that you don't necessarily want to become, but you know, how life affects and changes circumstances. That's what happened. And for her to reunite with such people that she once knew and then trusting them with all this information. And I'm like, oh, I mean, anything is possible. We saw it with Rick and um, one of the f- season one characters. He became a savior 
you know, and like, just because you know somebody, then it's so different for now. Even Michonne went through it with one of her friends. Yeah. There's so much change. You cannot let go, let, let your guard down. You have to always be on your toes. Like Daniel, Daniel, you know, if, if it weren't for his trauma that he's experiencing, I think he's really good at interrogation and playing the game. So I'm sorry she didn't lead that on a little longer. Yeah. But great episode. Teddy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) What else did you uh, think about this episode? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Dakota. Uh, I just wanted to wring her little neck. I cannot stand that girl. Wring her neck. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, I wondered if she was acting. I, I really did. I can't. But when I rewatched it the second time, she held that gun up to Alicia when Alicia had the gun on Teddy. And because throughout it, I kept saying, oh, maybe Dakota's playing the part. Maybe she's just trying to get Teddy on her side, get him to believe in her so that she can help Alicia and the rest get out of this somehow. And so I, I really held on to that belief almost all the way through the episode. But when she did that and held the gun to Alicia, I thought, unless she's trying to get to where they're at or find more information, I don't know. She seems to, she's either a really great actress or, um, which she could be, she could be, or she's just loony herself. She's Lizzie 2.0, you uh. know? So... I don't know. That was crazy. And then I was really disappointed with Cole and the crew who ended up as the bad guys. Man, I know uh, the world changes you when you're faced with so many things. But at the same time, you're going to kill somebody who you regarded as a friend whose mother saved you. I feel like Cole and those two other two had that in them to begin with, because I don't really see you flipping on your integrity or morality so easily. So I, I was really disappointed with them, but I'm glad that she got the upper hand there. And I also think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out between Teddy and JD Sr., how that comes to be. Um, I'll be very interested to see that. And oh my gosh, I, and I know you did too, Brooke. I know you did. I laughed out loud when the mother went flying out of the trunk bed and Teddy screamed, mother! (laughs) His reaction was so damn funny. I know. I was, I was, I just couldn't help but laugh. He was so, um... It was like he was his mother flying out, but then later we learned that it really wasn't. So I don't know. He was acting, too. He's a great actor, too, right? So, and then, yeah, he's good. Yeah. And then he confesses to Alicia that he killed his mom because she said he was disturbed. And you could tell he didn't like it. Like, he gets this other look on his face. So you're like, ah, that's his button, right? Mm, so, mother. Yeah, so it was very, very... Very interesting. It was really good. I really liked it. I also liked seeing um, the flashback to him being in uh, jail uh, or in prison. That was uh, I liked that scene and getting a little bit of insight 
to right when the world was falling apart with the apocalypse. So what did you think? You know what? I just had an yeah. idea for next Mother's Day's podcast. We need to do a <laughs> mother episode, like, like, kind of like maybe even a little bit dark. Children you know? that are warped by their mother. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, did you watch Ratchet, Nurse Ratchet, or uh, Ratchet? No, I, I know you have, and I know you oh. recommended it. I have not. Yeah. Okay, well, once you watch that, then we'll revisit this. But there was like a mother thing happening on in that series as well. Also, <laughs> and you're just going to be like, oh, gross. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, just like Bates Motel. Have you seen the yeah. series? Yeah, I've oh, seen some of it. So good. So yeah. see? <laughs> see we got to do it. It's so funny. Okay, <sighs> so my additional thoughts. So, yeah, I was like, there was a lot about Dakota that I just couldn't take. Um, and it's just her approach, you know, uh, she kind of reminds me of the butler in good daddy, how he would always just appear out of nowhere kind of thing. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. And she just keeps coming out of nowhere. And I'm like, why is she here now? Like, seriously, what, how was she so just free, free out there? Like, I don't get it. And then her invalid opinion on what is going on with Morgan and, that you're totally irrelevant, girl. So, you know, you just roam in the streets, now a silly serial killer out there um, going over to these. Maybe she belongs there, you know? she. I just don't know how she is not locked up still. Like, she's seri- a know. serial killer. I know. So something has got to give with that. Something, you know, she might be... Um, like Mary from, from the walking dead, you know, aunt Mary from the walking dead, how she was just like a creep in the beginning. And then eventually she does make a comeback or something. I don't know, but she's, she's a tough one. I'm not digging her at all. Um, Mm -mm. so when the, you know, when mother, when they get mother and like, (laughs) oh my gosh, Teddy would like kiss the corpse, you know? And just the way oh, he God. would dis- dis- discuss her, mother, mother, and it just putting on this hysterical, like, pathetic show, and it all ended up being so fake, mm-hmm. but maybe part of the trauma, his, like, sick fantasy, you know, and he is so, she was right, totally disturbed. He totally played Alicia, like, you can't believe this guy. No. He's a complete split personality. You know, he's got schizophrenia, but he's made, he's built a life with his illness. Yeah. What's up with Alicia? Like, she's like imprisoned now, you know, behind, she's like locked in a confined space below ground. I'm really scared for what the possibility what is going to happen within the next two episodes? Because I think it said two episodes left. I'm nervous. I do not want to be trapped in a box, locked away, just a few bars, barely even like you can't see hardly anything. I'd be freaking out. Exactly. That's what I wanted to say. Sorry. I was freaked out when that happened because my thought, okay, this is how my mind works. I think, what if they all get killed? And then there's no one, no one knows I'm here and I'm stuck. 
and I don't have food. I don't have a bathroom. I don't have air. I have nothing. I don't, I, I can't even fathom that. That's what scares the heck out of me. um, Ex Machina. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have. It's scary. That is not, not okay. (laughs) Yeah. Don't lock me in a box. Please don't do that. Yeah. I'll do whatever you want. Like, just keep me out in, you know, because like, if we all need to escape, I'm there with you. Don't forget about me stuff. Uh Uh-uh. So I'm super scared. Dang. That's a bummer. Ooh. Man. Right? There's a really intense ending. Yeah. Really intense. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. It was so good. Right? So um, oh, I was just thinking if there were any uh, memorable special effects that I could think of in the this episode before we wrap it up. Did you notice anything special effects wise? I love the corpse. That she, she did look like a mummy. I think it was cool how they did her hair um and like the the impression on her her face she looked like a real mummy like she looked mummified I noticed when uh Cole shot the head and it exploded Oh yeah all the worms Yeah I was it worms I don't even know yeah. if it was worms but it was like it looked like it crumbled. It was very kind of cool how that erupted yeah. and yeah, good, good eye, good memory. Because I believe they were like these, like dozens and dozens of tiny, like brown-looking worms. It gave me the creeps. I was like, "Ew, that is so disgusting." But that was cool. Yeah, it and, was cool. Uh, one minor thing that I that I wanted to bring up was that. Teddy has a nickname for Dakota. He calls her Sue because I guess of there must be a uh, Sue Dakota, you know. So oh. somewhere he visited. I just he likes that. her because she's sick. I know. Oh God, she's he's oh. Do you feel bad for uh, you know killing people? Oh no. Ah. God, how can you, the fact that you killed John Dory and you don't feel bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then she totally tried to play Morgan in the group. I, I want to help. Uh, uh, I- I'm I- uh, like, get out of here. Get out of here. Why are you even out? Get behind. You deserve to be behind in that box. Yeah. Get out of here. For sure. What else? What's up? Okay. So, sorry. It's just going to have to, we're going to have to have like a, we do not like Dakota party because this is not <laughs> cool. Dakota go. Yeah. All right. All right. Fear the Walking Dead. That was great. Can't wait to see the next episode. Yeah. And me too. Sh- share my thoughts with you. Um, so, I want to know your thoughts on Army of the Dead. Oh. <gasps> Okay, cool. I watched Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. It was a cool movie. For anyone who doesn't know, this is a zombie heist movie set in Las Vegas, which is a different kind of story. The zombies are completely different than what we are used to because they are thinking zombies. They hibernate. They run. They plan. They have sex. Okay, that's just crazy. We don't actually see them have sex, but there's a pregnant zombie. Okay, and this is not your walking dead kind of zombie. They have zombie animals, tiger, I think it's named Valentine, and there's horses, 
So it's really different, but it's really kind of cool. And the cinematography is also quite different. It has this blurry, dreamy effect. And of course, Dave Batista leads this ensemble cast, which includes Garrett Dillahunt, which is why I watched this in the first place, because Garrett plays John Dory in Fear the Walking Dead. So I had to watch it. And an interesting fact, those of you who may not know, Tig Notaro, who is the pilot, she was digitally added after the fact, and it cost millions of dollars. She replaced Chris Delia after sexual misconduct allegations came out about him. So they reshot everything with her in it. And I just think, man... That is like amazing the work that they had to do to get her for it to look so seamless in this film. I just think that that's crazy that they can do that. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That was on in our household, but I had to, we had to step away and watch something else. I don't know. I forgot what we ended up watching, but we tried. So Gabe ended up watching it and he really, really liked it. Yes, that's that's cool. It is. It's a good movie. And I can say my husband rewatched it the next day. So Mm -hmm. he loved it. (laughs) He saw, oh, that movie we watched last night. Where can I catch it? I'm like, hey, it's on Netflix. So he's watching it again. Brooke, what are you watching? Okay, so I finished up a series which was really, really spooky. This series you could stream on Prime Video, and it's called Them. So this series is set in 1953, and this black family migrates from North Carolina all the way to Compton, Los Angeles, California. And they have... This idea, so they, the dad gets a job, but they have this idea that, you know, they're going to live, um, basically in this white suburban, um, area. They didn't exactly know all the details of their home, but that's what it ended up becoming when they moved to their house. Whole neighborhood is white. That just rang all sorts of bells and whistles. And torment. It was crazy. It was a family of four, mom, dad, and two daughters. And little by little, um, weird things are happening in the home. And then there is a trauma that took place in their previous home. Um, and it was a hate crime that they endured. And it was extremely traumatic for this mother to experience alone and extremely disturbing, extremely disturbing to watch this drama re, you know, just this acting crazy, crazy. So it's a horror series. It was full of mystery. I was intrigued every episode and each episode, I believe it was titled uh, like day one, day two. So it was only a matter of like a few days, it seemed that they were experiencing all this, um, um, I would say evil within. And so 
little by little, they uncover what this, what is living within and why this is all happening. It's so creative. It's basically, you know, you know how much I am interested in my uh, African-American history. I'm going to go ahead and say that this feels about how, like, watching this, I could imagine people feeling this pain inside. This is just a totally different way of experiencing pain because it's, it's horror, right? Um, but I can imagine people during that difficult time, this is how it must have felt. This could have, it's very possible. It wow. is very, very scary. Oh, I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And like uh, the decor, the fashion, the, so the costume design, the hair and makeup teams, um, the interior design, the architecture of the suburban neighborhood, the behavior of the community, all the acting. It was just so creative and progressive, right? I mean, we're talking about extreme racism in a way that people can maybe understand, but this is just like a, you know, it's a, it's a uh, fiction. So, but you can really feel people through this show. It's crazy good. I'm so glad I stumbled upon this. And it just was released um, in 2020, I believe. So it's fairly new. Or 21, I'm sorry. It was released uh, April 2021. Yeah, cool. Check it out. It sounds very intriguing. And it sounds something like I would really enjoy. So I will be looking for that. Yes, I hope you do. What else have you watched? Oh, fun, fun, fun. I watched Friends Reunion on HBO Max. I have to say, I really, really enjoyed this reunion. It was good to see all of them return to the set, um, return to each other. I Because one would show up uh, first one person showed up, then the next, and the next. It wasn't like they all just came at once. So it was really good to have the experience with them. And then I had, I don't know if they said this or if I read it. I may have, I think they said this. This was the second time in the 17 years that they had been all together in one room, which I thought, wow, that's like crazy. Uh, it just goes to show you how much time goes by and you really need to connect with people because otherwise things like this happen, right? You don't get to connect. But oh, man, it was like seeing our old friends watching them. So it was really cool. I liked hearing the producers and the writers and the casting process and the actors experience. It was so much fun to see certain highlights and of some of the episodes. I loved how they did like a table read with the current actors. And then we would see the actual episode uh, play alongside of it. So it was kind of cool to see that dynamic. And it was fun to hear about the attraction between Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. I never knew that about them. So that was cool. 
I loved seeing that a new generation of people around the world who love Friends. And my parents watched Friends and they liked shows like Perry Mason and Bonanza. So this did not seem like a show that they would watch, but I would come to their house and they'd have Friends on. I'm like, wow, they're watching Friends. That's so cool. So it just goes to show you a good show is meant for everybody. Anybody can watch it. So uh, I just love that they did this reunion and we were able to see them. One of my favorite episodes was The Routine, (laughs) which I think is hysterical, where Ross and Monica have to do that dance off. Is it? It's not American Bands. It can't be American Bandstand. That's too far off. Anyways, they do. Do you know which one I'm talking about where they do that dance routine together and they want to be spotlighted on television? Oh, yeah. So they break out in that routine. Oh, it kills me every time. I love that scene. It's so uh, iconic to me. I all they also showed the one where they're carrying the couch up the <laughs> the staircase and Ross keeps yelling pivot. Pivot. Oh, my God, I was dying. It was so funny. I love that scene. And of course, watching uh, Ross and Rachel, you know, that tension between them and having that kiss is very, very cool. So I loved seeing that. So it inspired me so much that as soon as I finished watching the reunion, what did I do? I went and started watching Friends from episode one. And so I'm on the first season and I'm really enjoying Friends all over again. So it's been really fun. So I would highly recommend watching Friends Reunion. It's a really good uh, reunion show. So no one told this life was gonna be this way. Well, you know what? I love Friends. So I'm happy you are enjoying it all over again. Thank you. Yeah, I Eventually, I'll get there. I picture my life, you know, um, a lot slowed down a bit so then I could actually enjoy that. I would love to have it on in the background yes. in my home, you know, any time of day. So that's cool. Love it. I love the comeback. Um, I'm checking out a new show on HBO Max, and it's called Lovecraft Country. And it's another... Um, like African American horror drama series. Amazing. Really, really good. And it's taking place what appears to be, uh, in the 1950s. And so you're following, um, two men and a young woman and they go on a road trip to where I think this young man is looking for his father. And the other man that's with him is his uncle. And so they encounter segregation and extreme racism. But then there's like a little twist where they end up in the deep forest, um, escorted by the, sh- the sheriffs. And like out of nowhere, like these monsters are growling in the night and they start attacking all the sheriffs. And, uh, these black folks are just running for, the nearest uh, place to hide. And it was so unexpected. I I actually had not seen that one coming. And so once they got through that portion of the horror, I feel like there's like another 
being that is like uh that's on on the loose you know and so i'm not sure what it's going to be is it going to be and it's all within the same individuals and their life uh in a timeline so it's not like uh you know you know some shows like every episode could be a different episode it's definitely uh some sort of supernatural or you know uh some kind of universe where there could be maybe wizards or vampires or ghosts now i'm not sure so it's so creative and i love seeing um more and more black drama series more and more black people on the big screen it's just so um amazing to see these stories and especially the stories that um were affected you know in real time like Jim Crow and they're creating they're building off of uh what has truly happened you know and they're making it something new for us to see it's so it's so good um i did watch um an interview with a college professor and she talked about um this you know recent film and TV movement with black culture and how much it's changed and they're talking about it in school in America or African American studies so it's definitely something to appreciate exactly um, watching these shows yeah so check yeah. it out if you get a chance um there's a quite a few episodes in this series so I'm I'm grateful that it's not going to be over in five episodes. So I'm happy. This is cool. This is scary, but it's cool. <laughs> I have a friend who uh, told me she really loved this series, too. And she oh. recommended it to me. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. But now that's two of you telling me to yeah. watch this. Yeah, so. it's good. Very, very good. So cool. Any other recommendations, Diana? Yes. Uh I want to go back to friends and just mention that Monica and Ross were trying to get on Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve on television, uh, being spotlighted on that show. So I just wanted to clear that up. So, well, two finales happened that I recently saw, and I've talked about both of these shows, but I just wanted to let people know out there that Mayor of Easttown was such a good show, such a good finale. I loved every single episode. I don't think one episode was wasted. Every one had a pivotal uh, moment in it that drove the story forward. I have to say, I really love Kate Winslet so much in this. I thought she was spectacular. I couldn't believe how much people were on her and and the way they treated her. And I, I can't even, I'm glad that she is such a strong person because everyone was beating her down. You know, her best friend was uh, saying things to her. Her son had said things to her. Uh the her grandchild's mother said things to her her partner's mother said things to her uh just her daughter 
said things to her. I'm like, come on, give the woman a break, people. But uh, she just, uh, you know, persevered and kept doing it. And she's an excellent detective. I love that. So I would just highly, highly recommend Mayor of Easttown on HBO Max. It is so good. I also just finished Freaks and Geeks, and this was because Brooke had told me to watch it, so I had been watching it little by little. Every week, I would watch an episode here and there. I just finally finished it. I am so disappointed that there was only one season. I wish there had been more, but it did end with a really nice episode. I felt like it tied up a few um, a few things or put people on a good path uh, for their you know next encounter. But I just I just love the characters in this. I just grew to love them so much. And uh, Linda Cardellini, I just have a new um, appreciation for her as an actress because uh, I hadn't seen this before the things I've seen her in now. And so I would encourage people to watch Freaks and Geeks on Hulu. It is so good. I also watched News of the World. This is a Western with Tom Hanks. He plays Jefferson Kid Kyle. Sorry, Jefferson Kyle Kid, a traveler in Texas, 1870, after the Civil War and What he does for a living is he goes around reading the news to the locals. So, and that's his job. And as he's traveling, he comes across a murdered black driver and finds a young blonde girl who was raised by Native Americans and doesn't speak English. So, and her tribe has been killed. So Tom Hanks' character... Uh, kid travels with her to get her back to her family. And of course, they run into all kinds of danger and gunfights along the way. And he finally gets her to her destination. But he soon realizes that she doesn't belong there. It's a it's a beautiful movie. It's filmed beautifully. The, the performances are really subtle. The young girl is amazing and is played by uh, Helena Zengel. And uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. I I really love a good Western movie. So, and I love Tom Hanks. So it was a really good movie to watch. So if you're looking for something to watch, I would recommend this. Yeah, that's a really good pick. I love Tom Hanks. That was great movie. And then uh, I loved Mayor of East Town. And I couldn't wait to watch it every Sunday. I'm like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, oh my gosh. So yeah, that was so, I just love looking forward to watching something like that. You know, it was just very entertaining. Um, so I watched, this week I watched, um, I, I did some history, uh, on Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was the 100 year anniversary of, uh, one of, well, I think it was considered the largest massacre, um, in our country. And yeah. it was 100 years wow. ago. So, Thousands and thousands of black people in their black community were terrorized by the white community in the same 
uh, area. So in Greenwood, their community was known and it was uh, also known as the Black Wall Street. And so uh, watching this PBS news hour, it was just basically um, the, the, the host of the show and discussing all these different events that had happened and he would discuss them with different knowledgeable educators in the uh, African American, uh, historical community, historians, professors. And he just talked about the racial, uh, injustice that happened with this, this, uh, bustling black community in, um, 1921. Uh, Crazy. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I cannot fathom that. I just, I mean, it happened, but the, the trauma and just the, the evil, you know, it's just so violent. Um, it blows me away. Yeah, that's horrible. That's crazy. So, uh, you know, there's, uh, some knowledge. Some people don't even know about this incident. Mm -hmm. And so. Uh, there's some resources here for you. Uh, PBS is a great way to learn about African American history. Uh, so apparently LeBron James, um, had, uh, done a project, uh, with Russell Westbrook, a director. And so they also have a documentary on Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's called Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921. So I haven't watched that yet, but I just wanted to let you know that it's out there. So if anyone's interested to learn more about this through the lens, uh, here are two shows that I have discovered this week. And the next movie that I'll be talking about, I actually have not watched it, um, but I did approve Dominic to watch it. Um, and it's called Vampires versus the Bronx. And this is what he gave me. I asked him his thoughts on this movie and here's what he had to say. It was funny. It was good. Vampires are like comics and they sleep in coffins. The best part was fighting the vampires. Their friend Lewis was knowledgeable in the field of vampires. And there was a love interest. The characters played different roles, such as leadership, athlete, sidekick, and the brain. So it sounds like these modern day kids were having a good old time fighting vampires in the Bronx. And he thought it was funny. He could relate to probably the age group. And it was just the right amount of um, excitement, scarcity, you know, my children feeling like they're watching something, you know, a little bit m- more above their age, you know, where they, but it's still acceptable <laughs> to watch independently because I yeah. approved it. So yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm glad that uh, he enjoyed that. Oh my gosh. I want you to thank Dominic for giving us this review and recommendation it is so it is so cool and so awesome and i and i thank him i love it i love that he he gave this to us so tell him thank you from us i will i will cool well thank you diana for your recommendations i really appreciate i i I, uh actually i've seen most of what you talked about i just gonna have to jump on the friends bandwagon (laughs) <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your recommendations. There are two in there that, um, especially them, I think that's probably the 
first one I'll probably tune into because uh, I'd like to see it. But they all, all of these sound very exciting, intriguing, and uh, informational. So I can't wait. Thank you. Yes. Oh, well, such a good time tonight. Thank you so much, friends out there. That is our show. Thank you for tuning in. We are so grateful that you tuned in. And we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens and Focus. And please tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. And also, if you could rate and review our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, we really need your feedback. This will help other listeners find us. Yes, thank you. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead, along with other TV and movie recommendations. We also have some fun genres coming up road trip movies, superhero movies, coming of age movies. Look for those in the summer and in the fall, we'll be back with The Walking Dead season 11. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, we always have TV and movie recommendations for you. You can check out our blog for those. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.